All right, you're listening again to 90.3 FM, the voice of the Valley. And for those of us that are listening online at CollieStreetRadio.com and those around the world listening to this podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, joining us today. I'm really excited because in-house I have the ministry kid. That's right. I've got Dave in-house. We're coming to you live from Chilliwack, B.C., which is in the Fraser Valley. And those of you that aren't even from the country, that is just outside of Vancouver, Canada. That's right. So in-house ministry kid. And I'm just excited to, to hear from Dave today a little bit about his story, how he came to be, and all the exciting things that God is doing in him and through him. So, Dave, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Super blessed. Right on. Okay, well, let's go. Tell us uh, a little bit, for those uh, of our listeners that don't know you, a little bit about uh, your background and uh, how you came to getting the name Ministry Kid. All right, all right. So um, when I was one and a half, I was put up for adoption. I spent a year in a foster home And then at the age of two and a half, I was then uh, picked up for adoption. And uh, I spent, um, I think, about nine and a half years uh, with my adoptive family. And uh, our DNA was just so completely different. And as a result of that, um, they needed to sign me back over to the government, uh, which is permanent guardian ownership. Mm. And so uh, I spent my 11th Christmas in a group home and uh, continued to be in and out of group homes, foster homes, and juvie until the age of 19, where I happened to age out. Wow. Um, the name basically came, uh, I self-appointed it to myself as a result of um, <clears throat> just kind of feeling lost when I aged out, really feeling like a product of my environment, hmm. not really understanding um how powerful um, that name and the movement that I would create uh, would be at that moment in time. I had a lot of my friends actually kind of coming down on me a little bit uh, for calling myself Ministry Kid because they looked at it kind of as something a little bit negative. But I just kept trying to tell them, like, no, like uh, some of the experiences that I went through, for sure they were negative, uh, but that's the reason why I'm standing up. That's the Mm -hmm. reason why I'm holding myself with the name Ministry Kid so that I can be the powerful force to stand up for all of the other uh, children that don't have a voice or do have a voice but don't really feel like they're being heard within the Ministry of Child Care Social Services. So that's where uh, the name Ministry Kid came from, is basically being a product of my environment and and wanting to see and create uh, and affect positive change for the kids and the youth. Come on. So you've taken what, you know, most people would see as a setback, but because of God in your life, uh, he has taken that and turned that into a comeback. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that for our listeners, you know, if this is something to take away, that every setback can uh, become a comeback or a setup yes. for a comeback. Yes. That's, again, how we perceive it. And I really admire you, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, you know, for the the time that we've gotten to know each other and and uh, just witness the way that you work. And you just have a real love and heart for the brokenhearted, for mm. the outcast, for those that are judged and looked over and looked past. And, and that's where it resonates with my heart. Because that's why I got into the ministry, you know, when I was a teenager. You know, I grew up in the church. And, um, you know, when I was a teenager, I thought most Christians were all 
hypocrites, and I would have been one of them even to say that, but um, what I saw was the church was overlooking those that needed Christ the most. Yes. Um, you know, and who is willing to go to those places and spaces that nobody else wants to go to and talk to those people that are overlooked and, and judged 100. because of their circumstance, their situation, even how they maybe dress or their, their addiction, whatever that might be. Yep. Um, you know, the Lord has always given me a heart for that, for, for the outcast. And uh, I, I learned probably more from them than I learned from some Christians. If you just open up your heart and That's you right. learn to listen, you'll realize that God will speak in and through anyone. True story. Like Matthew 25, right? Jesus said, um, just so you do the least of these, brothers and sisters of mine, you do unto me, there will come a time where he's going to separate the goats from the sheep. And again, for our listeners, goats does not stand for greatest of all time, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the sheep on his right are the ones he's going to say, yo, you, you, you're going to inherit the come inherit the kingdom. Uh, of God with me, um, and you'll say, you know, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. Yep. You know, um, uh, when I needed a place, you invited me in. You visited me in in prison. And they'll ask, well, Lord, when did we do this? And that's when he'll say, just as you did to the least of these, you did to me. But then the goats, again, he's going to—the goats don't get to go there. The goats no. don't get to go to heaven. The goats are going to be the ones he says, hey, when I was the, all these things, you didn't do this for me. And and so that that's something that's a wake up call I think for all of our listeners no matter what you believe or where you are in life right now you know the Lord has given you a voice and He's also given you the ability to make a difference yes you know and be the difference and I see that in in you Dave if you don't if you don't mind uh, going here for some of our viewers because sure. I uh, listeners because I I believe there's a lot that can relate to this I can't imagine what it's like. Um, to go through what you've been through, but you brought up, you know, Christmas, and you said, I, I think it was on your 11th Christmas, um, you know, you were in in and out of group homes, um, and, th- and this is a season that, that we know, for e- not for everyone, it's not, uh, not, it's not merry and bright, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can strike nerves, it can... Um, it can bring up things in people's lives because of their past, but we don't have to let our past define us. But what would you say to somebody that, you know, that wants to go there or is feeling down and depressed and out in this season? Like, how, how, how can we live up in a down world, you know, and be encouraged? What would, what would you say to the younger version of you or somebody, you know, back then that was, is maybe struggling right now with this season and what to focus on? Wow. Um, well, first off, uh, I would just like for there to be like-minded people like me uh, for the youth, somebody with lived experience. Uh, when when I was in group homes um, and anytime we had anybody come and speak, you know, I was probably always the first one to disrupt um, the conversation as a result of... Uh, you know, uh, I'm living in the group home. All of us kids that are in there, we have lived experience. We are going through what we're going through. And uh, we have um, students from the university. And they're they're basically coming to spend time with us um, to basically spit off basically what they've read in, in, in a book mm-hmm. so that they can get some credits for university Come so on. that they can graduate. Come on. And I would just basically call them out being like, yeah. you know, everything that you're saying right now is not working for us. We Come can on. see right through you. Ooh. You know, um, so what do I think that 
some of these youth need they they need some me they need some mm. ministry kid they Come need like minded people yeah. like me who have lived experience who have found Christ in their life Let's go. that can bring it to them and elevate them. Um, I was just saying to Pastor Matt before we started um, the podcast that, uh, or no, it was some of the gentlemen outside I was sharing with uh, after prayer service, uh, um, men's prayer group this morning, and I was just uh, explaining to them that uh, in the group home, um, you know, the, the the workers they 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 come and go they clock in and they clock out you know what I'm saying there's no there's no little bit of extraness for these kids to be feeling special or or anything like that and if I could just share one of my stories I have this one lady and she was absolutely just like beautiful I had a little boy crush on her I saw the way that all of the other kids in the group home were treating her and uh, I just saw her light shining. And, uh, you know, so I would speak up and say, hey, guys, don't treat her like this, this and that. Um, she was dating an Edmonton police officer because I was living in Edmonton at the time. And she went to bat for me. And she went to my social worker, the superintendent of social services, the supervisor of my group home to go to bat for me to bring me to her house on the weekends Whoa. so that I could get a taste of some reality. Okay. You know, what all the other families and everybody are going through and that maybe I, I could get a little bit of a break from the regimented group home, mm. you know, standards and rules and mm. stuff like that. And so by her bringing me to her place, it really kind of opened me up, you know, because I, I kind of felt like the group home was like a little bit like jail cell E. Almost you, institutionalized. Yeah, yeah. Even though we, we desperately as children, we needed that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some of the energy that was put into asking us could have been different, but I mean, we're, we're, we're all troubled kids, you know what I'm saying? As a result of um, Tiffany Wandler is her name, uh, of, of her going way to bat for me and doing that for me, um, I, I grew a lifelong relationship with this woman, and uh, I actually just went and saw her this summer for the first time. I hadn't seen her in 20 years. What, what and was, it was that like? It was it was absolutely beautiful. We we both cried. She was so proud in how it is that I've turned out. You know, not so much maybe a fan of the tattoos and the gold teeth and stuff like that, but, you know, product of the environment. We're working our way through it. She sees through that, you know, and I got an opportunity to be able to tell her uh, that that was the most important thing during that whole process of me in the ministry, of her going out of her way to take me to make me feel special and that I was trusted mm. enough to be brought into her home, no her kidding. environment. Come on. Right? And, um, you know, it was cool. Uh, like I said, her her boyfriend at the time was an Edmonton police officer. And so, you know, like I was that little typical young wild kid. So <laughs> as soon as he came walking in the room, I'd be like, whoop, whoop, you know, and make <laughs> jokes and stuff, you know. And he'd let me play with his handcuffs and stuff. And, you know, when I was out skateboarding and kind of, you know, uh, pushing the boundaries with my mm. friends out there. Every now and then this uh, gentleman would roll up in the cop car and just kind of let me know that the eyes are on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's not <laughs> see you. not to get me in trouble, but yeah. to keep me in line. And, yeah. and that was just a beautiful thing because I had no respect for police officers, mm. nothing like that. And as a result of Tiffany bringing me out of the group home environment and bringing in her, me into her family environment, wow. it opened my eyes a lot to what it is that um, 
the police does, you know what I'm mm. saying? That it's not just they're they're just out there getting bank robbers and you know stuff like that. That they're God. they're out here, you know, uh, trying to educate and motivate us youth, you know. And yeah. uh, it, it it takes somebody special in order for a child to be open their eyes and mm. see that outside of modern day movies they're watching music that they're listening to being indoctrinated with mm. like views and opinions that aren't even of their own mm. but as a result of the repetitiveness in the music it just becomes brainwashing and, mm. and then they're oh, just yeah. like yeah i don't oh. like the police and then you're like okay but why yeah and they're like oh to? well they they do this and they do this okay well like give me three examples <laughs> that that happened in your direct life and not one of them Come on. had Come on. an experience to be wow. able to share with me. Wow. So then I told them, you know, like, listen, <laughs> you're being indoctrinated by some really negative stuff. You wow. know what I mean? We need to be able to flip that, change that, let's, turn that. You know what I'm that. saying? Come on. Right? And the only way to do that is to get the Lord in your life, you know? Yeah. Woo. You know, and that's something else that needs to be really brought into the ministry with these kids um, because this is where it all starts. If you can't get them when they're young, then they're going to be out there when they're mm -hmm. older. And the, sometimes it takes somebody a year, five, 10, 20 years to find their rock bottom for them yeah. to find Jesus. Come on. But imagine they're in a group home and you have mighty men and women of God coming in, letting them know that they care about them and that this is the message from God and that they are loved and it is eternal and all of their sins have been forgiven Ooh. and there's no reason to feel shame, to feel dirty, to feel guilty, to feel sad. Um, you know, God said in his only son, you know, to die on the cross for all of our sins That's right. so that we may That's be right. forgiven, That's right. you know, and um, I just think it's so very important that, you know, the government and the ministry you know, invites God back into the program, the curriculum, you know what I mean, for these children so that when they go through trials and tribulations, they know who it is that they're supposed to turn to. Yep. They know what word they're supposed to lean on. Yep. Most kids these days, they get frustrated. You're in a group home, you get sent to your room. First thing you do is you put on your music and you try and forget about the whole world. But what what is that music that we're listening to while we're forgetting about the world? Mm, you know what I mean? And I know for me, when I was in a group home, like I was really into hip hop. And so I'd say about 80% of what I was listening to was like really super upbeat and positive. Yep. But then there was that 20% that would like override that 80%, like just immensely, just because I'm like being more into the lyrics because in the moment, I'm not happy, I'm mm. sad. I have some trauma. Come so on. now I'm really going out of my way to like work my way into the emotion of this negative song, mm. you know? But if I would have had powerful people around me to be like, hey, Dave, this is why it's taking you so long to drag Ooh. you out of this Come on. is because this is what you turn to each time yeah. that, you, that you feel sad, that you feel anger, you feel frustration, oh. right? Success leaves clues and so does failures. Come on. Amen. You know, I love 
learning from everyone as I'm learning from you right now. You're saying a lot of good stuff. We'll just we'll back it up a little bit here. Uh, one thing that really stood out to me is that authenticity. You know, people over programs. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to go outside the box, That's outside right. the program, invite yep. somebody in. Um, ask, like really ask um, these young people or, you know, what what they're going through, really get to know them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, someone's told me we got two of these, we got two ears and one mouth. We yeah. got to learn to listen. Yes. We got to learn to really hear the cry of our, our young people and what they're going through. Yes. Um, at the same time, we know that in Proverbs eighteen twenty one that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those yes. that love it will eat its fruit. And um, the other thing that the, the overshadowing thing that you're talking about here is um, combating fear, and First uh, John four eighteen says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Why? Because fear has to do with punishment, and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. And First John four tells us that God is love, and then everything else is really counterfeit. It's, it's supernatural. We're trying to mimic it, yep. fake it till we make it, whatever it yep. might be. We're going after a feeling where, if you look at 1 Corinthians 13, love is a verb. It's an action. It's not a, it's not a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, it's, it is, love is the ability to go through and do things sacrificially. That's agape love, if you look up the definition of it. Um, but it's unconditional. That's and right. that's the only love that we can get from God. And if we don't have it, how are we going to give it? That's right. But if we got God in our life, like you talked about the relationship, not I'm not talking we're not talking about religion. No. Jesus never came to start a religion. He came to start a relationship that's with right. you and me. Yep. And that's why he'll use guys like us. We don't fit the mold. No. Society's mold. No. You know, we don't yep. we don't fit that. But I love that that's no different with Jesus' disciples. He picked all the guys that, that didn't fit the mold. You know, you got uh, cursing Peter, uh, you got doubting Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, you got, you know, Levi, well, later it was called Matthew, who was, you know, he, he was gangster. He was taking money from his own people and the government. He's working, you know, he was... Um, he was Jewish, but the Jews didn't like him because he worked for Rome. Rome's in, Rome didn't like him because he wasn't Roman, you know? So yeah. if you're listening right now and you feel like, man, I, I that's me, you know, I'm just in it for me, and I can't find my fit. How could God possibly use me? I'm telling you, this message is for you. Uh, God sees you. He loves you. He wants you. He needs you. You know, he wants to do great things uh, through you. Uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, "For his plans and purposes are to prosper you, not to harm you, to mm-hmm. give you a hope and a future." Yes, come on. So, um, oh, this is good stuff, man. I didn't think we were going. We we're not trying to preach on anyone, but bring people hope and l- let you know that there is a voice inside of you, and we want we want to speak well of you, and we want you to speak well of yourself because you are more likely to believe the things that you say about yourself than what others say about you. And you know what? Look at all the stuff that the Lord is doing through Dave, has done, and will also do through you. And that's the beautiful thing with uh, Victory Church. I, over the last 10 years of my life, have been on this road of like, you know, who who, who is Dave? How, how can I really find who Dave is, you know, after I aged out... Uh, you know, during that process, you know, I started substance abusing. I got myself mm. clean. You know, I joined a gang. I stayed in that for like a very, very, very long time. And during the process of working my way out of it, I can't even count maybe six, seven different churches. And I, I tried. I went like six to ten times to each church just to give myself a fair shake at trying to meet people, mm. at trying to, you know... Uh, Literally the only place uh, that I've 
have felt comfortable in the last 10 years has been Victory Church oh. as a result of there there is no judgment and they mm. open the door you know I know people can't visually see what it is that I look like I get told a lot <laughs> that you know I'm very intimidating looking and stuff like that <laughs> although that's not where my heart is at no. um, but that is how I was judged at these other churches mm. where I felt it was more it was more religion than it was relationship. Mm. When you come to Victory Church, first and foremost, it's definitely relationship. I mean, you're going to get the religion side of it through the relationship. Mm. But if you do the religion side, you're not going to get the relationship. Come it's on. just not going to be the same. Ooh. You know, so that's that's, you know, the amazing thing about uh Pastor Matt and Pastor Rudy and being at Victory Church is that I can bring uh, some of my undesirable friends that I know that need the Lord, you know, and and the church can feel safe and they can feel safe in walking through the doors and, and you know, hearing God's word for the first time and seeing it is, seeing how the fellowship of the church works before church, after church, uh, the interaction during church that Pastor Matt is so well in engaging uh, with his congregation. Come on. Um, you know, it, it's just a beautiful thing. And not not putting down any other churches because no, what no. works for certain people different isn't what works. That's right. You know what I'm folks, saying? Right? And uh, I was able to find my home here at Victory Church, and I am, uh, I'm blessed and just eternally grateful for it because what it's been doing for me, as a, as a, a young man turning me into a man's man is just mm. immense. And I've been doing some life coaching with Pastor Matt. And just when I <laughs> doubt myself and be like, you know, what is this? This, You know what I mean? Then all of a sudden the light comes on and I just look to the sky and I'm like, ah, there it is, Pastor Matt, right there <laughs> in the moment. Here we go. You know, so I just uh, wanted to be able to say that, you know, it's a beautiful blessing to be able to come to a victory church, you know. Thanks, man. Thanks for thanks for that plug. I didn't expect that, and uh, thanks for saying that too about our, uh, all our other local churches because we do. We yes. have we're all different. Um, you know, Paul talks about it uh, how we're all part of the body of Christ and we all need each other, and um, you know, so it is our difference that creates our reward. Great churches in our community, we lift them up. They are the bride of Christ. And uh, yeah, we're different. Yep. yep. <laughs> and if you come to College Street and it's not your cup of tea, trust me, we can recommend you know uh, five to ten other great churches yeah. in the valley that we would recommend and help you get plugged in, whatever that looks like. Um, you did say something there that made me think of um, you know we talk about religion versus relationship, and you know we throw that word around a lot, but. I was reminded of Paul says in James one twenty seven, he says true religion, and I think of you, is taking care of the orphans and the widows. Okay, that's true religion. If you want to talk religion, it's taking care of those that are in need, um, and it does continue to say and keep yourself. Um, free from the world's evil influence. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's the rest of it. We Sometimes we talk about the first part, so it's like, yo, this is our job, is to take care of the people in need, the orphans and the widows. That's, that is true religion. We're, we, when we're talking about the other religion, we're talking about man-made religion. That's right. Yeah. You know, trying to do this to get, to earn our way into heaven. We can't. Paul says we are only saved by grace so that none can boast. It's a free gift, mm -hmm. okay, for everyone. Right, so that you know, God's will is that none should perish. That's right. None should perish. You know, so and He came and He died for all of us. We're coming in the Christmas season. We're going to celebrate the birth of Christ. But the, His plan, His His mission and vision was always the cross, mm -hmm. and that's sometimes that's hard for us to understand. Um, but we need to know that 
Um, the scripture also tells us because of the joy set before Christ, he was able to endure the cross. There's always a price. There's always a punishment for sin, and the wages of sin we know is death. Yep. And we all struggle. We all fall short. The Bible says none of us. We're not. We're not putting anybody on a different level or a different playing field. Sin is sin in God's eyes. Yep. We, you and I are both saved by grace, and that's why we can approach things with humility. Yes. And because freely we've been forgiven, freely we forgive others. And so that really is a message that I think of when we're coming across about re- it all ties back to relationship. Jesus yep. said everything hangs off this. Love God, love others. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that's not an easy thing to do. No. Come on. For some of us, yeah. that is like our cross, you yeah. know? Like, first of all, can we love ourselves? Yeah. You know? And then can we love others and our neighbor? And the example that he will use in that, too, is is somebody you don't like. <laughs> it's yep. easy to like people that are nice, right? Yeah, Come on. It's really hard yeah. uh, to, to love and like and other people that aren't nice to you. But that's that's the God style. And again, without his super in our natural... We ain't going to do that. That's right. Now, uh, let's talk about some of your um, your next moves, you know, or, or what, before we do that, what can we celebrate with you? You've been doing a lot of work. The Lord has been using you on the streets. Come on, the Lord's favor has been on you. Um, you know, you've been helping people in need. Can you share one of those recent stories of, of what you've been doing uh, through the movement and how it's been making an impact in our community? Sure, yeah. So, um I've just basically been out there doing uh, peer work on on my own, and uh, I used to work at Ruth and Naomi's as a supervisor, and so I've established a relationship with a lot of the homeless community here in Chilliwack, and uh, I took off to the pipeline for like six months, and when I came back, uh, my heart just told me, you know, like I can't, I I just, I couldn't drive through town and, and, and I call them my peoples, I couldn't see my peoples out there without going out there and loving on them and letting them know that I care and asking them what it is that they, you know, could possibly need, whether it's a coffee, it's socks, it's, you know, deodorant, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And so, uh, you know, God was just on my heart really, really strongly to the point where uh, one day I just got out of my car and says, you want to know what? This is what it is. This is what it is. I used mm-hmm. to be homeless and all the cars that drove by and people that walked by and, you know, Mm. even in my time of like non-belief, it's just, it's, it's odd, but, uh, I'm not believing, but at the same time I'm sitting on, on the (laughs) sidewalk, praying to God, asking for somebody to see me. Interesting how that works. eh? It's absolutely amazing. Right. So, you know, now the shoe's on the other foot, you know, God has blessed me Mm. and now it's my turn to go out there and, and return the favor and uh, so a recent experience, I was just uh, up in Hope, BC here, and I went and got some groceries, and I saw this uh, uh, elderly lady behind me, and she could have been my grandma. Um, and I just, uh, I just saw that, you know, when she's putting her items on, on the, the conveyor, I can just see her kind of like analyzing the cost of what each one of these items are going to be. And then she opened up her little grandma change purse. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> And she's fiddling around going through there, and I can see her mind just moving. And <clears throat> God just spoke to me and said, uh, you know, you, you have enough, you know. Uh, you, you need to bless this, this, mm. this, this woman. Let's go. And so uh, when I paid for mine, I says, hey, 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 don't, don't put that through yet. Uh, ring her stuff through, and I, I will pay for that. 
And the lady just, she took a step back and her eyes just welled up right away. And my heart just like, it was breaking for her because I, I, I knew that that, that like God did that. Mm. God knew Come that on. she was hurting and that it was difficult for her to feed her family. And wow. that just the amount of courage it must have taken going in knowing that you are going in on a prayer. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Come on. And so when I saw her and her eyes started welling up, I asked her permission if I could give her a hug, and she said mm -hmm. yes. And so when I gave wow. her a hug, I, I whispered in her ear, and I told her, you know, I says, God has angels in all sorts of places in the most yeah. unlikely, and we come in all shapes, forms, <laughs> and sizes. And he spoke to me and told me that I need to bless you today. Wow. And uh, she broke down crying. There was about three other people that started tearing up. I was, I was literally a mess. It turned out that the gym I go to in Hope, one of the little teenagers that go there, uh, he was working the till. And uh, not that I needed it, but at, at the end when I was walking out the door, he left his till, came up to me to give me some knocks and say, yo, Dave, man, mm. you are such a nice guy, man. You have a big heart. That was so nice what you did today. And I think just him saying that to me was more than what yeah. I actually just did. <laughs> Come on. You know what Come I'm on. saying? And I left there feeling absolutely elated, but also... God was working me through some of my own traumas as well, you know, wow. because I was that wow. kid who didn't have enough money wow. and you know what I'm saying? Wow. And he can say, Hope. I can look at it now and be like, you know, when God blesses you, he, he only does that because he has the intention that you're going to be blessing other people. Absolutely. And when you hoard that, mm. that's when everything starts falling apart. You know what I mean? Wow. You start watching things you don't normally watch. You start listening to things you don't normally listen to. Mm. And then you start holding those things. And now your behaviors start changing towards people. You know what I mean? Come on. Dude, this is next level. Okay, this is like, if, if you tuned in today thinking that you weren't going to get something, man, you are laying it down. I hope people are taking notes or will listen to this uh, podcast again because you're giving us gold, brother. This is, like, intense. And I loved out of all the stories that you could have picked, you picked a personal story, and that's something that anyone could do because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I see you on the streets and, get, and hundreds of people are getting clothing, they're getting food. You yep. know, you could have shared those stories, but you shared the story of the one. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus talks about going after the one of the 99, mm -hmm. and any one of us guaranteed either today or this week, we're going to be in line somewhere where we can just bless somebody. Yes. And we might not have context. We might not have the whole story, but God has made us, he has blessed us to be a blessing. And you've, you've talked about the, the principle of, of uh, sowing and reaping, and even the healing process that you're saying that's coming out of that just because you sowed into somebody else's life. Yes. You know, you never know, you know, the, that woman that had the impact on your life. 20 years later, you know, we may never hear, we may never hear till we get to heaven, mm. but the impact that you're having, how an encouraging word, taking somebody in to your home for one night. Yeah. You know, uh, building somebody up. First uh, Thessalonians five eleven says, "Therefore, encourage and build each other up." Yeah. As you and hey, in this world, we need a lot more. We oh, need more we of need the word of and less of the worries of this world. Yes. Come on, yes, amen. So thanks, thanks for doing that, man. Um, yeah, the the blessing that is upon you as a listener and everybody else out there. I want you to know that 
that that it is that God would make you a blessing. That's what he spoke over Abraham and that same that same covenant that that God had with Abraham is also on you. Not that he'll just bless you, but make you a blessing. Mm. And like you said, if, if you just if you just grab onto things, you can't give, right? You gotta you gotta have open heart, open hand, open heart, open hand. If you got an open hand, I'll tell you, you cannot outgive God. No, I've I've learned that. There's no possible way you can outgive God. What He asks of us versus what He gives us, there's no comparison. But He knows that you know money's one of those things. You can look it up. The Scripture says that you cannot serve two masters, for you end up loving one, hating the other. The context of that was money. You know, money's one of the stuff that, yeah, God wants us to have stuff. He just doesn't want the stuff to have us. That's right. So what are you going to do with what you've been given? And and if you think, well, you know, Pastor, I don't have a whole lot to give. I'm telling you, little is much when God is mm-hmm. in it, you know. So let's look for opportunities in this season to and sow I would, and I be would, the difference. I would literally also implore people, like... My jam is like the ministry kids and the homeless, right? So I really go out of my way to uh, make sure that I have a full heart for them Mm. and I have blessings for them. And if they'll hear it, the word of God, although I'm new to this, so I can't just bang off scripture the way that my pastor does. But the more and more that I'm around mighty men, the more and more Mm. it sticks with me. And although I may not get the the, the whole thing, God knows in my heart that, you know, when I'm out there and I'm I'm trying to spit game to these guys to bring them to the Lord, you know, he sees my heart and he's like, ah, you made a bit of mistake with that one, but you want to know what, Dave? <laughs> you know, your heart's in the right place. So yeah. the reason why I'm about to say this is because, like, listen, there are so many other places uh where people could just use a conversation. Yes. I, I, I know this for a fact. Um, there are so many people that are on their last days in hospice. Mm. And how amazing and what a blessing that would be wow. just to bring some flowers. Wow bring a book, read for them, let them know that, you know, on their way to God's kingdom, you know, mm. that they, they, they are loved and that they, they are remembered yeah. and, and let them tell you some of their stories, you know, mm. as well as, you know, th- there's more than just, just the hospice. You got, there's yeah. old folks homes there, yes. you know, there's the, the Academy for the deaf people Let's that, go. you know what I mean? For, um, I don't know the word. I mean, I grew up with an uncle, and back in the day, the the terminology that was used was was re, he was retarded, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. we would go and pick him up from his school because a point came where he got too big for my oma and opa to be able to take care of on a full time yeah. basis. So yeah. he needed yeah. to go to a facility, and uh, there's only a small fraction of those people that. Uh, that don't understand what you're saying and comprehend mm-hmm. 95% of these people, they love God mm-hmm. and they only see their family every once in a while because their family's busy doing life as well. Yeah. And so there, there are these people, there are these places and they do have an open door policy. Um, you just walk in there and talk to the staff and let them know where your heart lies, what mm-hmm. it is that you'd like to do. It's not just the youth. It's not just the homeless that needs a, a helping hand right. or, or to lean a, uh, on your shoulder or to lend an ear. You know, they're, they're everywhere. So I would implore that people, you know, uh, especially in, in this season, you know, if you, you have an extra day and you're just like, oh, I could just be sitting at home doing nothing, you know, mm-hmm. realize and just take a look back in your life and ask yourself, hey, 
You know, it wasn't all, you know, flowers and rainbows. Yeah, no. I can look back on a time where, you know, I felt as if like I could really have used a shoulder to lean on mm. or just listen to somebody, yeah. you know. So ev- everybody has the power in order to create and affect positive change. Ooh. So I, I'm just I'm just putting that out there, trying to yeah. inject everybody. Love it. It's not just the homeless. It's not just the children in the ministry. Yeah. Um, it's actually everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Even that one uh, person that, you know, doesn't necessarily look like they got their clothes super clean and mm. you know they're when they're shopping you can see them up and down the aisles at save on really kind of price checking everything this and that you know that person deserves a conversation Absolutely. you know what i mean sometimes so, that's even more valuable exactly than, than actually paying for, for them. exactly yeah. you know because yeah. it just shows that you care Man. and then you know when you leave you just tell them you know like you know god is with you you know, you what, know what i mean He's got I, your favor. I couldn't agree more i think one of the most valuable things that we could give people is the ability to be seen yeah nowadays we're, we're just so busy come on we're 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 human doings we have a yeah. hard time being human beings and we overlook and we walk past people yeah. all the time uh, one of my coaches uh, rex crane you know him yep. as well he said um he said to me um you know if you were to fill in the blank everyone needs to fill in the blank life is blank people are blank and if life is a race um then you're going to treat it that way and if people are a nuisance you're going to treat them that way but if you see life as a gift and if you see people as precious, you'll treat them that way. That's right. You know, you'll see if you see people as a gift, you'll treat them that way. That's right. Um, but we just need to we need to look at at changing our our perspective, especially when it comes to people. Yes. And be the change. Come on, let's yep. let's start a movement. I like this. And you're right. Some of the some of the things start in our home. I believe that everything flows out of our home. It starts with who's right in front of you, who's right beside you. Let's stop fighting uh, the very one we should be fighting for. Let's and even our kids. Our kids need a word of encouragement yes. for that. Parents that are out there. Um, and there's a lot of uh, single parents out there. And some of you don't have kids. You know what? Well, we need fathers to the fatherless. We need uncles and aunts. We need people to step up and take on those roles. Yes, yeah. You know in the life of these young people and just speak truth and speak hope into their lives yes. and get behind them, you know? Um, but yeah, this is, dude, this has been awesome. We're, we're, this is not going to be uh, a one-time thing with Ministry Kid. We're going to have you back on because we got. I could go all day with you. This is awesome, man. Uh, but what I want to know is how can we support you? How can we support the cause, you know, um, Anything that's on your heart, what do you feel like you, you want to share kind of your next moves and and how can we get behind that? So, uh, I mean, uh, man, I got some I got some big dreams to be able to help out. So right now I've been it's been about an eight year process writing a book. It's called Ministry Kid Intakes and A-Walls. Uh, I keep picking up and putting it down uh, as a result of, you know, th- there's some there's some heavy, there's some tough stuff in there and and writing this book has also been super therapeutic for me as well I you know here I am thinking that I'm just going to write uh, my life story to let people know like hey these are the things that happen in these environments not really realizing (laughs) that I was I was lifting myself up I was fixing myself at the Mm -hmm. same time while I'm putting you know all this trauma and all these experiences down on paper and so it just basically leads me to um, I know when I was in Abbotsford, they had this uh, um, 
facility and it was called Impact and it was for it was for the youth and you know they had like a pool table and a TV with like a an N64 or something at the time I know I'm dating <laughs> myself here right but uh, you know and they had a little bit of graffiti on the wall or whatever and then that was basically like all it was that they were providing so mm. you know when they first opened you know there was a big group of us and we were kind of into it after about two or three weeks and you know we realized this is really all that this place is about it's pretty boring you know they're not doing anything over and above for anybody mm. so it kind of sparked in my heart that you know I, I want to be able to open up a facility for the youth um, you know with all these different rooms and each room is allocated to a certain thing I find that uh, when I asked myself you know what would it be that would help me do better in school be better to my group home staff members or my foster parent or even my parents um, you know, what would help me engage in counseling and actually fully open up so that I can actually get the help that's being provided for me instead of holding it inside. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, I was like, you know, if they actually had a facility that would engage with things that I am into. Mm -hmm. And so when I started sharing these things with some of my friends and other people in the ministry, uh, their eyes really started opening. And I, so I told them, I said, so most kids right now, they're stuck in a movie or they're stuck in a rap CD. Mm. And we can take any one music video and look at it and realize that there's <laughs> hair, there's makeup, there's nails, there's fashion, there's lighting, there's uh, photography, videography, there's producing, there's you know managing, there's all of these things inside of this music video that these kids kids they look up to and they idolize so why can't I open up a facility and the number one first room has two chairs in there for doing hair for doing makeup for doing nails and I, I call Revlon I call Maybelline I say mm. I have this uh, can you send somebody to uh, give a tutorial to these females and males wh whoever wants to take it mm. and they will come in and they will show you how to do makeup they will show you how to do hair that will 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 get you in a headspace of like there is a future here for mm. me and like yeah i could be doing hair for people in the movies i could be doing hair for people that are shooting music videos or commercials Absolutely. or something like that you know another room drawing and um you know you get the the drawing tattoo guns that you can tattoo on the fake skin and <laughs> i bring in some tattoo artists that show you how to do line work and how to shade and wow. and all of the wow. the the um the health and the safety and, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, factors of, Let's you know, go. tattooing. <laughs> and then, you know, a music room where, you know, I bring in like-minded people, guitars, drums, keyboards, you know, Technique 1200s, you know, MPC 1000 beat pads, whatever. Ooh. And we can show you how to, you know, uh, read music, uh, write music, uh, you know, 16 bars, 32 bars, hooks, melodies, mm, spoken word, on, all on. of those things. But all those things come with a cost. So you come yes. to my facility and I yeah. say to you, you need to be doing good in school. You have to be uh, respecting your uh, your staff or, or your parents. And you, you need to be... Um, fully engaged and involved in your counseling because that mm. only benefits mm. you once you do that you are i will allow you to come to the facility and bestow all these blessings upon you uh which is going to keep you off of the street and wanting to go to that house party or the park that night on a friday night when you know three of your buddies ran away from home just so they could share a bottle of booze and pass out in the field or whatever you know i want to be able to create an environment where these kids you know they look at drugs and alcohol like it's just such a far and it's it, it's it's a waste of life and they see what it is that I can provide for them for their future because these kids like 
they're not thinking doctors, lawyers, plumbers, this and that, mm-hmm. because that's not what they're that's not what they're what's in their face twenty four seven. What's mm-hmm. in their face is fashion, makeup, photography, videography, mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. you know, cars, rims, paint. Yeah, Those go. are all talents and skills that are teachable. Yeah. And if you have a facility where you have the, the means to be able to provide this and you, you have access to the professionals that are willing mm-hmm. to dedicate their time to the youth to prove to them, hey, you are valued and I believe that you can be a business owner, you can be a leader, you can even uh, open yourself a school and teach what it is that's being taught to you right now. You know what I'm saying? So these things to me are very dear to my heart. This is the the end goal for me is I would absolutely love to be able to open up a facility Mm, like that, to be able to create and affect positive change for these, um, for, for for the youth because they desperately need it. Sometimes our parents aren't cool and they're not hip and so they don't get it. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and as a result of that, we kind of tend to either we rebel mm-hmm. or we get quiet with mm-hmm. what it is that we like, mm-hmm. and which is bringing us further away from our family, further away from God, Come you on. know? So, you know, opening that up, having it actually be a faith-based environment, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I don't care what anybody says, man. I'm out there with the homeless and this and that. And sometimes they don't want to hear anything about God. But I come up with my street lingo, making it sound like this is gangster as gangster. And God (laughs) is like the true G of them all. And that's how you're going to get saved. And that's what's awesome. Then all of a sudden, then, then, then... I've 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 woken them up their mm. ear I can see it in their eyes wow. and their ears and now they want to hear and they're like what else does Dave have yeah. so that lets me know that by me opening up that door for them, yeah. I need more work at my oh. church from my pastors, mm. from the other mighty men, the other mentors, because I want to be able to be powerful. I want to be able to you know, yeah. spit scripture to these yeah. guys as my pastor does. And to me, <laughs> it's G'd up from the feet up. Like Ooh. I love it when I hear it and it's in the moment <laughs> and it, my pastors don't even waste G'd a up. second and they just pop it right off and lay it down. And to me, like that truly is gangster like these kids need to know that god is cool man he yeah. is the most gangster dude there is out there there's nobody more gangster than him mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. and for me in the world that that i grew up in you know it's all in how you spin it yes god is still awesome he is still good he is still forgiving you know all, all of these things you know what i mean and what's more gangster than that yeah you know Come what on. i mean What's more amazing than that, you know? So when I see these guys out here with the way that I dress and my lingo and how it is that I speak and I see them rising up and wanting to hear more, that is like God opening a door for me, screaming down at me and be like, look what I just did for you. Look what what is happening. And I need to put more into you so you can spill over onto them. Yeah, because positive go. things are happening as a result of it. Light is being shone in dark places, Amen, you know. Brother. And I am, I am like so grateful for Victory Church and Pastor Matt and Pastor oh, Rudy and you. Rick and all of these gentlemen here that yeah. go well out of their way to, uh, you know, help educate us, help fix us, help heal us. And help let us know that, like, we are the light. Mm-hmm. All all of us are the light. And we all have something that we can give to the next person. Mm-hmm. So I would just implore that, you know, you dig deep in your heart and you ask yourself, what it is? It, what is it that my community can need? Although I'm only one person, that's how it all starts, with one person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. And you can get Dude. like-minded people behind you. 
I mean, that's a huge movement. I started my movement out on the streets and it was just me. And within a matter of two months, I literally have a team of like 14 people that will come wow. out for me at any location that I tell them I'm going to be at, rain or shine, day or night, and they are there because their heart is in it yeah. and they see what's happening yeah. in the community. Come on. Yeah. Woo! Well, thank you, uh, Ministry Kid. Thank you, Dave, for Thank you so much. That. That is a big vision. I love it because it's out there. And you might be listening and you're thinking, yo, I got I got space. I got empty space. Mm. Let's fill it for change. You know, yes. let's let's get young people in there. Uh, and you want to get behind uh, that vision. And maybe you just you want to give. You want to give towards um, uh, this vision. Uh, now there is Several ways that you can uh, do that. One, they can... What's the best way to contact you directly? You can contact me on Instagram as Ministry Kid, as well as Facebook uh, at Dave Waltho. And then outside of that, like, uh, you can reach out to Victory Church. That's right. That's right. Yeah, actually, specifically, uh, if you want to give towards this, uh, we give a lot to our community. We get behind uh, the mission and vision of this. Um, you can go to at wherepeoplematter.church, or you can give directly to, you can e-transfer to give at wherepeoplematter.church. Uh, Just specify uh, what you're giving to, um, and uh, yeah, and we will we will hook you up. You'll get a tax-deductible receipt for those of people that like to get money back, uh, but it's not, again, it's not what we can get, but what we can give. Yes. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Dave, for, for coming on. We're going to have you on uh, again. And uh, for all our listeners, don't forget, you have a voice, use it. And thank you for listening to uh, The Voice in the Valley. Talk to you later.